Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Right, so Caroline Hirons, you're a busy lady. <laughs> you have a lot going on, um, not inclu- also including a very active whatsapp conversation that bring gives me life every single day of the week thank you very much but let's talk about your feel-good habits and you've already said that you you're not somebody who's ever been depressed and you're not somebody who necessarily falls into those black holes of feeling glum but do you have things that you do just to keep yourself perky and pepped up and motivated because you are one of the most motivated and uh diligent people I know like if you've got something that has to be done not only will you do it but you do it to the best that it can possibly be done yeah but more because uh, what I've realized is I tried to do the, the five feel-good habits and I was like okay I don't have any but actually the habits that I do every day is my routine and if I don't do that then I don't feel good so I thought well that must that ah, okay. must be it because that's where my like I said that like the history of OCD comes into it because I have a very like you know Jim's always like okay it has to be your way I'm like I don't know why you're still arguing we've been together a long time <laughs> but um so yeah what I all I've kind of got is like my daily routine you know and I didn't want to be sort of cheesy and be like oh I just need to be near my family and friends because Sometimes they irritate the shit out of me and they're the reason I don't feel good. (laughs) And people who say that, I think, have beautiful young children or no children. That's what I think. They don't have older children with real, like, grown-up problems and issues that they still want you to solve, or teenagers, specifically Mm. teenage females. (laughs) Poor Ava. No, I adore her. But And she'd be the first to say. She'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll drive her crazy. But it's my mum, in it? It's my mum, in it? That's her job. <laughs> but, you know, like, uh, but equally, if I didn't, if they weren't okay, if I didn't know that they were okay, then I, everything would fall apart and I wouldn't be able to do anything. A feel-good habit wouldn't even matter, you know? Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of thought, uh, I don't really, there's nothing I do to switch me out of a bad mood because I'm very rarely, or not a bad mood, but like feeling low. I very rarely feel mm. low. And I know that makes me really lucky. I understand that because, you know, a lot of people aren't in that position and their default is perhaps feeling low or worse. And so I've never, I, I mean, I, I've never really felt like that. I mean, like, you know, I've had like things when you're a teenager, obviously you're just like, I would call it pretty atypical teenage stuff, you know, mm insecurity self-esteem things like that but certainly in my general day-to-day demeanor I'm not I'm pretty much Pollyanna in terms of not only is the glass half full but isn't it a lovely glass and what's in it oh it doesn't matter if it's not nice we'll change it you know okay so that was what I was about to lead into was (laughs) okay so you don't feel low but I think you might be somebody who thrives on stress and yet you don't let the stress get you down. No. And when I say stress, I don't mean bad stress. I feel like you like having stuff to do. And sometimes like, you know, like having the deadline, like the kits and stuff, not that kind of stress. But the the build up to that, I think you enjoy that up to a point, but you'll never let it stress you out to the point where you're pulling your hair out and having a cry. Oh God, no. I didn't even cry when, like, Daniel was ill in hospital. I didn't cry at all. I went full, never been more focused in my life. Absolutely knew that he was not going to die. Absolutely knew there was, like, whatever needed to be done was going to get done. And now, like, you know, it's strange. Like, I don't, you know, but don't get me wrong, I cry all the time. Like, I'm a hormonal menopausal woman. But it's things like YouTube videos of so 
home and surprising their mothers and and or their dogs dogs. yeah and soldiers coming home and surprising and their dogs see them and go mental and the cats see them and don't give a shit and leave the room and (laughs) you know and tv tv shows and uh, like everything makes me cry but I'm never you'll never find me sitting in a room crying to myself Mm. I couldn't tell you the last time that happened maybe I'm actually just a bit of a psychopath or a sociopath yeah that's what i that's what i'm coming around <laughs> beginning to sound like i'm just not all all there maybe i don't know no not coming out but I, well. I think <laughs> no, i think she it's didn't really cry when her son was in hospital i was like no i've got a job to do I can't, what, what use am i going to be if i cry he needs to see that we will absolutely sort this don't even think about it you get some rest we'll sort it and that's what i mean i think you're a real fixer i think you are mm. like well let's not talk about why something's wrong let's just fix it and that's to fix it to the point it's it's also though it's not it's not always healthy because I for sure have I mean I'm very guilty of trying to fix something before people even told me what's wrong (laughs) (laughs) which I is obviously a bit of anxiety right it's obviously if you think about it seriously it's obviously me thinking I can't let this grow and get out of hand like I need to make sure I'm I can get on top of this and fix this now, Mm. you know? So yeah, I'm very much, uh, I'm very much, I think a lot of my business experience and training definitely passes over to my personal life because if people bring me a problem, I don't go, Oh my God. I mean, even the kit fiasco we had a month or so ago, like I've blocked it out, but a month, like, you know, six weeks ago, whatever I, the minute and my team are like that. So Alex is my right hand woman. She's very, if we freak, we balance each other out. You know, she called me and said, right, you're going to have to sit down because she knows what I'm like. I might just go, oh, my God, and then fall, as I'm work prone to do, and I'm very tall. <laughs> I fall a long way. And so I said, right, okay. And then I immediately just went into crisis fix this mode. There was no time for poor me. I had to make sure people got their money back. I had to make sure that, you know, so we pulled. Everyone who works me, the whole team worked for a week solid. They just did that. Everything else had to wait. Everything else had to wait. And so that kind of thing is like crisis management, I kind of do, and thank God we haven't had that many crises to manage as parents. Mm. The ones we've had have been horrific, but we haven't had that many. But that, yeah, and that kind of business thing, that's kind of when I'm just very, I go almost completely calm. Like, I'm sure if you check my blood pressure, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have spiked. Really? I don't, no, I just go, right, okay, how do I fix this? Because that's what I'm good at. That's like when my mode kicks in, like, Okay, and what I'm very good at is, you know, I'm not, I recognise that I'm good at solving problems. And because the first thing I do is if I don't know how to fix it, I will ask for help. Mm-hmm. I'm not someone who tries to fumble through and, you know, I'm like, right, who do we know who can fix this? Right, can I fix this? Right, I'll do this. Who do we know? That kind of thing. So I don't, I don't get, I get overwhelmed, which again is a big learning for me because when I'm overwhelmed, I have to almost like reprogram the computer. And again, it's all interesting because it's all, totally tied in with what you know if you read a bog standard adhd sort of manual definition kind of yeah like a definition i'm kind of and some things i'm textbook right and so i definitely feel overwhelmed and i will just go right okay and i will just either message team or or i'll cancel i'll have to cancel a meeting because if definitely if my head is not on straight i won't stress and sit through things and get myself more stressed I, I will be like, I can't do this. And I've always done that, even in secondary school. I remember, if, you know, if I was just thinking, I can't focus today, I just can't do it, I would find a way to not go to school. But then I would prep everything for school for the next day before I would relax that day. And then in my head, I would already be ready for school the next day. Just a weird kind of, I just need to restart my computer. So you're not avoidant. It's just that if you're going to do it, you want to do it properly. So it's not that you'd bunk off yeah. school and then be like, I'm going to bunk off for another day. You'd be like, I'm going to bunk off school. No, I've never bunked up. I only bunked off school once to see Duran Duran. Well, obviously. I've never bunked. Obviously. I mean, why wouldn't you? And even when I told my mum when I was like 35, she's still like, I can't believe you did that. You lied to me. You could have. But she's not even like worried about school. She's like, you could have been dead in the road. How did you get there? I said, I can't remember. We must have got the train. You got the train. I'm like, mum, I was like 15. Calm down. <laughs> um, but I've n- I never bunked off school but I would feel like I was not mentally fit to face the day and just say, I can't, I can't do it. I can't face it. Like whatever the reason was. And I, we definitely passed on that understanding to our kids. If they were just like, 
and this is all before we knew that they had ADHD, that I had it. Like we just, we were just the kind of, thank God, the kind of parents who would go, you look like you're in a bad space. Do you want to just go and chill and I'll make you some food? And they'd be like, thanks mom. But, and it was genuine. Like they wouldn't, mm. you know, obviously there were the days where they'd try it on and I'd be like, yeah, nice try. Get your ass out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and you can tell, you know, you can tell when it's your kids. It sounds like um, you're really good at changing your reality. So if you do have a crisis, you won't, like you just said, you won't sit through a meeting and stew, which I'm really, really damn good at. You will go, I'm not going to the meeting. And I, and you'll... Oh, I'd leave it. Yeah. Especially on Zoom. Oh God, that's my... <laughs> but, I mean, I, I haven't, I mean, I'm, I haven't done one press Zoom in the year of lockdown. It's like my finest hour. Everyone's like moaning at me on WhatsApp going, oh my God, these people are late or, you know, and I have loads of friends. I have you guys, I have blogger friend groups. So I have a big mixture of friends and they'll just be like, oh, is anyone doing this Zoom? Or watch that? And they know I won't even answer. I'm like, well, oh, no, I'm not doing it. I haven't got a spare hour for you to show me how to make a fucking flower, whatever it is. Do I look like I've got spare time? I always absent myself like, when the origami starts. No, <laughs> no. Tell me about the no. product and then I must oh. get back to what I was doing. Don't even tell me about the product. Send me info on it via email. If I want it, then I'll go, oh yeah, lovely. And if I don't, you won't hear from me. It's all, it's all kosher. It's all easy. Caroline, the thing is you can get away with that. You can get away with that. You're the most... But I've always done that, Emma. I've, I've literally always done that. I'm not, this is not something that's come with, oh, Caroline wrote a book and now she can say this. I've always been like, it's not for me, thanks. I'm very polite. Like, if I'm invited, I don't, like, bin people off. But, you know, I might get my assistant to say, nah. <laughs> or she'll reply and say, you know, do you want to do this? And I'm just, she'll, she'll, she'll email me. I have, like, an online assistant who actually is also, like, our queen of customer service. So Lucy, who basically was in charge of taking over everything with the kids and we were all just her minions you know she was like i need you to do this i need you to go and tell them that in the group i need you to do this we were like, okay fine um but she'll send me like a list she'll collate emails that come into a different address because people have a couple of mine and she'll go there's a list here i think you're going to want to do three and four and i think five and six are going to make you laugh it's that kind of thing <laughs> and i'll just go down and go yes no yes no oh lovely yes please you know whatever and then oh god no she's like yeah that's what i figured but we're always very polite always very polite yes oh I know this about you you're the queen of it so um right tell me about this you change your reality you are a bit of a control freak that's probably quite fair to say how do you delegate I know that's unless unless I don't care (laughs) I'm a control freak unless I don't care right and then I'm just like you know why I'm just going to get rid of this noise because I I have turned my my email off about 15 times and nothing annoys me more so I do apologize everyone I actually can't hear it so maybe you maybe well, I can and it's gone it's gone <laughs> now so maybe you won't even hear it and if I don't hear it I won't get annoyed right okay well not were you annoyed <laughs> okay so so if you don't care about it you can delegate that's fine okay so family is a feel-good habit and even even when they're maybe stressing you out but what else yeah but that's like so boring well it's like when people you know what I love about award shows right because one of the things I love watching is people accepting awards on YouTube when I can't sleep or in the morning people winning Oscars accepting awards well the Oscars is the best for like speeches the Golden Globes is the best for when people are drunk and they don't care um but you know it's when people go up and they're all just like when Ricky Gervais said at the beginning of the Golden Globes where we could actually see people Mm -hmm. you know come up here thank thank your agent thank you God and fuck off (laughs) And I thought, oh, that's, that's fantastic. But then when I won a CW award, I was up there for like 10 minutes. But everyone laughed, so it was fine. I made it a bit of a comedy routine. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, like, it's like, it's like uh, I love it when people go up and they go, like, Shirley McLean when she won, and she was just like, I deserve this. And I was like, oh, yes, thank God. <laughs> I deserve this. Okay, I'm going to extrapolate a feel-good habit, which is that you are very good at owning things that you're good at and not making a big fuss about it, but just like, that's, do you know what I mean? You're very, you do have this calmness Mm. about the things that you're good at. Like, and people can throw praise at you. You can be on the front cover of the Sunday supplement being called the most powerful woman in beauty, but, (laughs) but you don't carry that. Like you, you don't let that rock you. So where does this come from? The stability so that when, things are happening in crisis like the stuff with Dan are happening you're still very steady and solid and yet when nice things are happening like the CW award and the book sales going through the roof and you broke Amazon but you 
I've never once thought, oh, that might have gone to her head. Oh, God, no. What an arsehole would you have to be? And also, I am surrounded. I gave birth to, married, and hired no people. Like, there is not one person around me that blows smoke up my ass. Everyone gives me a hard time to the point where I'm like, oh, my God, do I get a little bit of praise? And I, whatever, it's just a book. (laughs) Literally. That's just a book. You know, what was lovely about like CEW award was I thought, okay, you've won an industry award. You said you're going to accept it. So I took two tables and they were, they were in shock. Cause of course, you know, they're like, Oh, two tables. Most people turn up and thank their, you know, their husband and or their wife, not be sexist, but it is cosmetic executive women. So I sod them. And I was like, thanking. I thanked everyone at both tables. Like, you know, everyone that was there, everyone who's part of my team, everyone who's helped me along the way, because I just thought, how arrogant have you got to be to stand there and go, thank you so much. And that's it. I didn't get there on my own. <laughs> I didn't get there on my own. I've got a lot of people to thank. So you're just going to shut up, drink your champagne and listen. And thankfully they did. Oh, okay. So that's an interesting thing. I know that we've all been in lockdown and we're not with our teams or working as closely with people anymore, but are you quite aware of your energy affecting the people around you? Yeah. Or... And that's why you are the way you are. Yeah. And especially my family, like when I had that hormonal adjustment earlier this year, where I just thought, oh, my hormones are off because I'm really tired. I feel like I've had a bit of burst of estrogen and that's exactly what had happened. Had like a tiny period after ages and out of nowhere, really sore boobs. And I was like, what the hell? This is like alien to me now. Thank God. But my mood was horrific. And I said to take myself into another room and I knew. And Jim was like, you need to go and see the hormone doctor. He's looking at me like, one of us might knock you out. You know, like <laughs> I was obnoxious. And I was like, no, I'm just going into the room. Don't talk to me. And I knew I took myself away. And if I'm in a really, I don't really get really bad moods at work. It's generally good. When I have switched, as we would say, a couple of times I've switched, it's always directed where it needs to go. I don't take it out on the people that work with me. So when I... The odd time people have seen me, and like Louise, who's my longest member of staff, she's also my niece, she was the first person I hired, and she's like my, all of us, and the she's the, she's the rock, you know, it's like, Lou will know where it is, Lou will know what to do, it's that kind of thing, and she was there the first time I properly lost it on the phone, I mean, the F-bomb, and I don't do that, but you know, when you just think, how effing dare you, like, I just lost my, and... She very calmly and quietly left the room because it was the very first office I got. It was like a service building. She came back with a big fat cup of tea and just put it in front of me and went and sat down at her desk. She knew I wasn't going to shout at her. She knew it was nothing to do with her. She knew exactly what I needed and she knew it would make me laugh. <laughs> just put the tea down and I just went, thanks, babe, like a little, you know. And then she's like, right? And I'm like, but, you know. So it's never aimed at my team. I've never raised my voice at anyone that works with me, with me, ever. You're not frightened to call people out, though, if people are being morons? Uh, online or in my family or my parents or my team? In what way? <laughs> <laughs> no, you just said when you're on the phone, it has nothing to do with your team. I'm assuming that you're on the phone to maybe... Oh, yeah. A retailer. Something to do with work. A retailer. Right, there you go. Yeah. yeah. Fucking assholes. Like, literally, I was just like... So, but my team are very aware that, you know, and I can... And do you know what that, is? that comes from parenting as well? That comes from... That comes from doing business and just being like you blah, 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 and then turn around and go oh baby that's such a lovely picture I'll do it in a minute I'm coming I love you and then you're like I will fucking destroy you <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time the boys were young and it was in the early days of mobile phones and we had I had a cold call and taken on this contract and it turned up and it was just not what they had sold us right and I know like the bill of goods you know all that kind of all those kind of like legalities and so I called this bloke and he just tried to give me sales jargon and I went oh I don't think you're either hearing me listening to me or understanding me I'm telling you now that I'm going to be returning this to you your contract is null and void I'm entitled to da 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 and then he he kept trying to talk over me oh no and so I raised my I raised my voice and I was just like right again and I just got a little bit and I'm on the I'm very gesticulation and I remember being on the phone and going no I don't think you understand and my hands are very and the boys were, I remember them being quite little and just looking at me and going like that <laughs> <laughs> like mum shouting at someone and it's not us <laughs> <laughs> okay so paint a picture for me so you're at home 
and I find it I find it so funny now I know you're gonna think this is really weird but when I see you in your pinny I find I find that so I find a woman wearing an apron to do the cooking it reminds me of a certain image and yet I feel like in my head you're the polar opposite of that and so sometimes when I see you I'm always in my pinny I I got got changed out of my pinny to put a jumper on just for you thank you I appreciate that hugely my mum wears a pinny my nan wore a pinny and so I'm just uh, I, and it has to be a full apron. There's no point in wearing one of those half ones, like a fifties housewife. It all goes on your shirt. What's the point? Yeah. So I have a full like dungaree style over the neck pinning. Of course. Why wouldn't you? Makes good sense. Otherwise you get crap everywhere. Your clothes smell of grease. I love my pinning. I've never had a pinny, and now maybe I need one. I don't know. <gasps> oh, I literally get excited. Like I wouldn't be insulted if Jim bought me a new apron. I'd be like, Oh, thanks love. <laughs> Jim, Jim wears an apron he's inherited it from me oh okay okay so paint me this picture because I have been on the phone with you where we've been doing a video call and you have made a carbonara from scratch and I still think that is one of the greatest things that we've ever done together <laughs> and one of my greatest achievements so paint a picture for me of what an evening looks like in the Hirons household and are you keen for like if the boys come in or Ava comes in or Jim's like feeling a bit down or there's a little, like people need lifting, what do you do? Well, most of them get, because you know instinctively when you've got a husband of 30, 32 years we've been together this year, but when, and your kids, you can just tell immediately. I mean, any parent could, I'm sure, unless they're assholes, but you can just tell there's something up with my kid, right? Surely there's something up with my kid. Um, and so it's like, you're right. And it depends on what they respond. But I'd be, well, oh, yeah. I mean, they're just distracted or, you know. And if they're like, yeah. And then so I'm just like, well, what? you're right. And then I'm either in their face or I read the signs. And I'm just like, well, I'm here if you want to, you know. They always get a hug anyway. I mean, they walk past me and I hug them. They're like, all right, mum. Yeah, I'm still here. And I'm like, you know, they kind of pat me on the head. Don't talk about hugging. <laughs> I know, mate. How hard are we going to hug? <laughs> it's been a year. It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, I mean, you're, you know... We're going to hug. We will be hugging. Oh, yeah. I'm a hugger anyway. It will be happening. Yeah, no, I know this. I'm looking forward to that. Get your pinny on, lady. Um, so, right, so you read the signs. So do you think that for you having a dynamic with people where you're talking and you're quite open? Yes, as, well, as much as you read the signs, is there also this element of keeping a constant dialogue with the people around you so you kind of know where you're at so that no bad mood is ever a surprise yeah yeah what I mean is it's never going to be a surprise if Dan comes in and is like says something or Ben comes in and says something you're like yeah I kind of seen this coming I mean it could be because they don't live at home so it they have their own lives you know it's obviously three three away from home and one at home but of course they're all around all the time you know when they're trying to say your bubble is six I'm like well there's eight of us in my immediate family so kiss my ass (laughs) You know, like, no, sorry, that's not how it works. Um, I'm sacrificing not seeing my parents. That's not the government's fault. Obviously, I'd do that anyway. But I'm not going to face my kids. Oh, I can't see you. I can't see my granddaughter. Absolutely no chance in hell that would ever happen. Mm. So, you you know, we're just a tight unit. So we kind of all, it's like we have a respectful distance. We know each other's business mostly. And then if they don't, I don't need to know all their ins and outs of their love lives and all that sort of stuff unless you're Ava in which case you share everything with me which sometimes I'm like oh I'm not sure I need to know that much but thanks how lovely so and then but I'm like oh my god okay lovely I mean I could never have spoken to my mum about the things Ava speaks to me so thank god like it, it's all good I would never try and shut her up I'm just like oh lovely oh my god I'm gonna die I need a drink don't even drink you know that kind of thing <laughs> but um yeah I mean we're all kind of in tune with each other and the kids are all really close to each other they all have their own little, little individual unique relationships as you would expect you know mm. I did however though I know I've told you I didn't have all these things but I do have I have written down five things that I do every day otherwise I lose my mind let's have them so the first thing is I make my bed me too I I make my bed I if I haven't made my bed my day hasn't started yeah so and for the longest time to the point like it's borderline an issue to the point where if I was leaving to go on business and Jim hadn't got up I'd be really stressed that I wasn't able to make the bed before I left the house. Mm. And he'd be like, just go. Oh, yeah. And he'd go, go, you freak, I'll do it. And I'd be like, yeah, but you won't do it properly. So now he does the bed properly. <laughs> so if I get up first <laughs> and he gets up after me, sometimes I'll come up and the bed's made and I'm like, oh, obviously I have to tweak it because I can't help myself. Pillows, yeah. a bit of a zhuzh, you know, just a little 
of the quilt isn't going to do it for me. But I could never leave the house and have pillows on the floor and the quilt not made, the, the quilt not thrown on. You know, why would you do that? It makes no sense to me. Why would you not want to come home to a welcoming bed that you made? Do you remember, and it was the last time we went out, and it was a year ago, probably to the day, where we went to the, the chicken place. Oh, God. Fried chicken, fried chicken. And I had, and I texted you all because it was with Claire and Nadine. I texted you when I got home saying, I forgot that I hoovered before I left. And it's the greatest gift I've ever given myself that I've come home and I forgot that I did it. And it's like housekeeping went in and my place looks lovely. And we were all like, yeah, that's my thing. Oh yeah. I mean, I've, yeah, completely. I've been in the position where I've absolutely hoovered myself out of the house on occasion. (laughs) Why wouldn't you? (laughs) You know, like just that, that just doesn't make any sense to me that you would get up and not take care of your own like the place where you spend most of your life and then I have to shower and do my skincare are you into skincare I have to shower if I don't shower mm-hmm. a little bit yeah I kind of like it I'm just dabbling uh I I have to shower or if I haven't showered I'm ill yes so there's this whole thing and I saw it on Twitter recently where people are like are people showering less in lockdown and I was absolutely like I had to have a sit down what you need to wash every day no and you know if you do that's lovely but I don't need to know that your penis probably smells of smegma thank you my penis smells <laughs> fine thank you very much <laughs> like oh no it's actually my skincare I have to shower I have to do my skincare then I'll come back in and if Jim was in bed he's usually got enough and then I make the bed so it's kind of all it's all like reshuffling the deck in my brain it's know? creating your own reality uh, and then I have to clean yeah and then I have to clean so if I go downstairs, it's, I have to, but I can't work if the kitchen's a mess, especially working from home. I cannot start work until I've done the kitchen. And I would rather spend an hour cleaning or two hours cleaning, whatever needs doing, and then work solidly for a shorter amount of time because I will get more done. If I try and sit down and the kitchen's a mess, I am completely distracted by the yep. kitchen's a mess. Or the living room's a mess, like anywhere where I will possibly be sitting during the day can't function i don't know how people have a messy house i'm 100 the same to the point where i didn't have time but i've walked on this carpet too much oh and i want to um <laughs> i just uh lent on my keyboard i wanted to rake it before uh, i spoke to you and i was like i don't have time oh but you can't see it sexual you can't see it but yeah i like to i no. like to rake my carpet you should celebrate yourself every day But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Oh, yeah. I mean, I get that. Hoovering in nice lines. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cleaning my countertops. What do you use on like, your countertops? Why would you? Oh, a whole mixture of I things. Bet, I bet. De- depends. It depends. I mean, I've got as many cleaning products as I have skincare products. Right. Well, that, maybe that's another show. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then the two others are just ones that are just my basic day-to-day soundtracks, which is music. Obviously. Like, basically, it's family loved ones people being healthy then it's music mm-hmm. i mean it's literally that when people are like oh so it's god and then my family and then my children I'm like oh shut up literally it's like family and friends you want everyone to be healthy so you don't have worries you don't want people to not be well you want everyone to have you know having a good day and then it's music yeah. i mean like above everything above food above skincare like pretty much i'm sure all of my kids and jim would say the same thing is there music that will give you away? So, for example, if you wake up in the morning, go downstairs, and Jim is upstairs and he hears, or it's different in your house, isn't it? But if, if he hears coming from the kitchen a particular band, is he going to think, oh, she's on form today, or oh, she might, she's got a tough day ahead? Does the music say anything about what you're feeling? Yeah. To me, he just thinks I played the same shit all over and over again. <laughs> literally what he says are you ever going to change Nickelback are you ever going to change your playlist well the funny thing is I wound him up so much with Nickelback that it's now on my most on repeat playlist on 
Spotify and actually it's only there because every time it comes on it's another registered as a play and then I jump it and it, but it stays on there yeah, yeah. but uh, the irony is of course you know I spend most of my time if I'm in the car it's usually with Dan or Max or and they don't like it so when it comes on they just start singing it whereas Jim will throw himself out of the roof you know <laughs> <laughs> so oh it's right you can cope um but yeah like I have a focus playlist which when I put it on it's almost like it's almost like a Bond film where they put like a robot thing in you and they can turn you turn it on and you're like, I'm ready to work. Oh, okay. And so I, I have a focus playlist. What, I what's have like, on that? You no, know, I play like lap. Oh God. Uh, like zero seven. Uh, oh God. I can't remember like zero seven. Uh, you're playing things that you can't really get on iTunes. Your playlists are like Just things I've downloaded. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know what your phone number is. Do you know what I mean? But, but I just know how to yeah. phone you. Yeah. It's the same thing with playlists, isn't yeah. it, now? Yeah, and it's kind of, and it's it's kind of like stuff like that kind of, I have to have something here. There always has to be something here. Like the idea, when people say, I love sitting down and reading a good book, I'm like, well, what else do you do while you're reading the book? I, that doesn't work. I don't understand that. How can you sit in silence and read a book? Why would you do that? And I'm sure I, I recognize that that just sounds like absolute lunacy to people because they're like, well, you have to take the book in, you have to pay attention. And my brain does not work that way. Same. I, but So when I was writing the book, yeah, when I was writing my book, I had to have the telly on and headphones in with music on or just the music playing. And then I could focus. I need the constant distraction. My brain needs to go, okay, that's over there. That's over there. Maybe she can focus for 10 minutes to oh, do this. interesting. So when I, when I read a book, genuinely, if I've got to read a book for an interview or something, I will put, I have a playlist on Spotify, but it's piano music. And it's just so it's not quiet. Lift music. It is, I mean, it's music. <laughs> it's music. You, you would not approve. But I, or I have the TV on oh. in the other room. So it's kind of on, but not... And then if I hear... A... First thing I do... Yeah. First thing I do when I get into a hotel room is turn the telly on. Yes. Yes. Why do people sit in silence? Why do you need to be silent? I don't understand it. I mean, sometimes, don't get me wrong, there's been times where I'll be sitting and we'll be watching telly quietly. And Jim and I will go, oh, God, isn't it lovely and quiet? Like, the telly's on and we're talking. But there's no shouting of kids or Ava's music, which does my nut. You know, it's kind of like... So it's not that I want permanent noise... It's just that sitting in silence reminds me of like sitting in a doctor's reception room. Like, why do we, oh, no one talks to each other? What's going Interesting. on? Interesting. So you're looking forward to live music again? No. Oh, my God. Like, they haven't so far. They have not cancelled Duran Duran in Hyde Park. Middle of July. I'm there. I'm ready. They'll have all had their jabs. They're old men. I'll be like, hit us all up. Everyone in the audience is going to be over 50. We'll all have been done. It'll be fine. It'll be absolutely fine. There's not going to be any young kids there spreading it. It's Duran Duran, Grace Jones and Niall Rogers. Oh. Who's going to be there that's 17? No one. And let, We're all over 50. We're all over 50. And they just go Come for on. jolly. That's Maybe. exciting. Um, but yeah, music, live music. like. And then the fifth one was basically, I've put SVU slash wallpaper, but it is, it is like... It's what I call my wallpaper, which is certain TV shows that I put on, and and I've seen them numerous times. Me and Lindsay Kelk and Terry White are always talking about it. Like I can look at the wall and go, oh, I know this one. I know who's going to be the baddie. I know who they who dies and how they did it. And it's just like the repetitiveness of the comfort of like, you know, it's just weird. So usually, especially with lockdown, it's been amplified. It hasn't got any better. It's got worse because what lockdown has become. It's like every day is a weekend for me because that's what I used to do at the weekend. Mm. And now the weekends I actually enjoy. I do. Because I just watch telly and I chill and I cook. Yeah, because I, I'm very, because that's how I used to get into the zone. I don't have to do that when I'm in the office. When I'm in the office, I can work. I've got a team around me. We've, you know, we feed off each other. I don't need to put on music in SVU in the office. <laughs> but when I was sitting at home, I would have the telly on in the kitchen. Normally was where I'd work. Telly on in the kitchen. And then music playing on the computer. If the kids came in and potted, they knew I was working. So they would just like make their food and then go. And it was kind of, that, that kind of turned into what I did every day during lockdown. That's how I worked. So now my weekends are actually, I'm shutting the computer. I can't look at the screen anymore. You know, and I've tried to have like, wherever we can, I've tried to either take Friday off or given everyone a Friday off. Clearly not with KitGate. Mm. 
but you know it's kind of like just to have the day on Friday where you can do like house admin so on Saturday and Sunday you can do what you want to do and it took me a long time to get there I mean I used to just work seven days a week and I'm always working it's just that the work is different yeah you know so if I'm not doing work work as in the computer's on then I'm still answering phone emails on my phone I'm still answering comments on social media but it's just that I'm cooking and watching telly at the same time which to me is much more switching off or I'll go and sit in the living room and read magazines and while I watch telly you are still the only person well you're the only person I know who actually reads physical magazine and I love you for it really honestly so sad I've got loads to get through I I don't understand it I have them all downloaded on my iPad too um like I subscribe to them and if I can I get the digital version and the paper version just helps with the ADHD I'm like have I read this oh yeah I read this in the in the physical version (laughs) you know I certainly don't read as many as I used to I mean loads of them are gone now you know Marie Claire just Mm. you know do you feel and I'm asking you this because it's come up a couple of times on previous episodes and also I feel like it's really relevant to me I've really enjoyed working in lockdown because I haven't had to do things like commute and I haven't had all of that, all of those things to factor in. So I feel like I've been way more productive. I work more hours in the day than I was before. And I feel really good. And I really feel good about my output. I'm definitely creating more content. I'm doing more work. And actually it has made my week. It's made me more territorial over my weekends because of it. So have you, do you feel that actually lockdown has been good for your productivity because you haven't had as many distractions? The only thing that really has changed and gone from lockdown that I do not miss at all is PR events. Mm. Uh, don't get me wrong, I miss like the odd nice dinner when we can all sit and chat to each other and you're not being sort of lectured about a product that you're interested in, but you don't need to give up two hours of your life to hear about. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the crux of it you know um and that's the only thing that really stopped because obviously I'm still working still got my team didn't furlough anyone still everyone's on full pay and so you have to keep going um I just think it's been a bit more challenging because when I am at home I do like to stop and watch SVU or Blue Bloods with Jim while we have a prep for lunch totally random things in the middle of the day you know and I'll be like oh we should we should save the second half for tonight when we've had dinner I've got to go and do some work and he's like fine (laughs) so and he's loved lockdown because he's had me around 24-7. I bet. So he's, he's I mean, I'm sure I got on his nerves on occasion, don't get me wrong, especially because it meant I was around to <laughs> nag about things. He'd never say. We've done this, can we do this? We've got to do this, can we do that? <laughs> yeah, oh, he would say. <laughs> oh, he has been saying. Um, but it's, but it's, um, it's just very, uh, the hardest part for me is being away from the team physically because we get so much done when we're all together. And you can feed off each other in ideas sharing and all that sort of stuff. That's the kind of thing you can't really do on Zoom. Because, you know, if you start to share an idea on Zoom and someone else says, oh, what about this? Everyone else stops talking so that they can hear the person. Whereas in a room, you're just like, oh, yeah, that's good. And then it's much more interactive, you know. So I don't – the only thing that really changed is that the PR events went away and that freed up a lot of time. And I did realize how yeah. much time I was spending doing them. And I didn't do nearly as many as – everyone else does already I'd already pulled back and just said oh I just haven't got the time can you just send me the product and they're like well we won't be able to send it until after the event I'm like that's fine I think lockdown's probably a really good example of just how you cope with things that happen and it seems like what you're saying is okay lockdown happened and you can't I don't think you're somebody who who spends a lot of time trying to digest it and make sense of it I think you just go right we're in lockdown that's our reality let's 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 work that's no we've yeah. got to crack on yeah completely I think that's a really good feel good habit though and I'm always sort of saying yeah and there's certainly like some of the girls in the office definitely had anxiety about COVID when it was kind of wishy-washy whether we could be there whether we shouldn't be there where we could be there but technically should we just stay at home all that kind of stuff and it was always me that was oh you'll be fine please don't worry you know like get a cab don't get on the tube like that mm-hmm. kind of thing you know and then I but they're younger than me and so I would end up saying, I, have, I learned very early on not to worry about things that are not in my control. You know, if I was, if, if we didn't have that power as humans, surely we all would have been crapping ourselves for the, long, for the whole time Trump was president. Like, 
is he going to nuke us? Is he going to nuke Korea? Like, what's happening? I just don't worry about things that aren't in my control. And if they're in my control, I don't worry about them. I fix them. And if I can't fix them, then I just deal with what, whatever it is, like what the aftermath is. You know, I can't fix that. I can't go and see my mum. But I can't, you know, we can talk. And then I'm, I'm always, like I said, glass half full. I'm like, at least I can call your mum. And when my brother visits her, because he's in her bubble, my brother, because he lives closer, obviously, he'll FaceTime me because I bought her an iPad for her birthday. She still won't use it. Oh. And when, yeah, knowing that kind of cliche of her looking in the, you're right, that's that cliche of her looking at the top of the screen, you know, and all you can see is her going, hello, but she's not like looking at you and it's that kind of thing, you know, it's very sweet. But it drives me to distraction, like learn how to use your iPad, woman. Ava's so gentle with it, like Ava's given us so many lessons. Whereas with me, Ava would be like, what's wrong with you? You can do it. But with my mum, she's just like, okay, so no, no, you're going to open it with this and you put your thumb here because that's how long ago it was. You have to like put your thumb on it. Anyway, so, but I can't, you know, but I can see my parents as they got older, they got, they worried much more than they did when they were younger. And I'm just very aware that I don't want to turn into that. Oh, that's interesting. You know, my parents, when they were my age, were like me. You know, my mum was very, very, my dad was sort of, they were both very good in work situations. They were both kind of, Manage managerial jobs they both knew exactly where they stood I never sort of saw them disrespecting people they worked with they're just very and very confident in what well, we'll do this and we're doing that and, da, da. and now my mum's like it's terrible people say that you become a shadow of yourself and I, that sounds awful but there's definitely an element of my parents where they are more anxious than they were when they were younger which I'm sure comes with just getting older you know and the insecurity of not knowing maybe all the ways of how to use modern technology and you know, they and also God bless them, they still pretty much believe what they read in the papers. You know, like that's a big thing for older people, isn't it? That's why a lot of older people, for example, think that Meghan Markle's a bully and Prince Andrew isn't couldn't possibly have anything to do with that horrible man. He's a member of the royal family. You know, it's that kind of older generation where they read the paper and then repeat it to you verbatim. Mm. And I'd be like, I get furious. That's what, the only time I shout at my mum is when it comes to the news. Oh, interesting. That's the only time I shout at my mum. I'm just like, why would you believe that shit? Why would you? And what's been really helpful is that when she's seen stuff printed about me that isn't true, she's absolutely livid. How dare they? Because she knows the truth. And I'm like, but mum, do you not understand that that's what they do to everyone? And obviously on a much, much bigger scale. I had it for a small amount of time. I had like newspaper awareness, you know, around Mm. book time. But even the stuff that they printed wasn't true. And you'll be like... I mean, that's, if that's what they print when you do an interview, what's it like when they have no access to you? Can you imagine? And so I'm, I'm always the last person to believe anything I read. And when it turns out to be true, I'm like, wow, I didn't know that would be true. I tell, I'm like the greenest person out there because I just want to believe that everyone's good and actually the media are just full of shit. <laughs> but my parents are just, you know, oh, well, you know, he doesn't like the British, does he? I'm like, who? They're like Joe Biden. I'm like, oh, for God's sake. Are you reading the Mail or the Express today? <laughs> Yeah, well, this is why you're so, well, this is why I find your social media, your Twitter in particular, when you call people out, you retweet headlines and you're like, Jesus Christ, what is this? Fixed it for you. Exactly. (laughs) Like five times a day. If I want a peaceful weekend, I'd stay off Twitter. Yeah. Because I cannot understand that, uh, it's not bots, like when it's actual real people and they've got pictures on that, you know, I cannot understand that people are either that ignorant or stupid or both or willingly ignorant or stupid and I don't mean like I'm looking down on people I mean like people just being like rude and aggressive to to other people I'm just like oh god like but sometimes I wake up and I think oh I'm game for this for half an hour you know just like you're an asshole like it's you know when when Good Morning Britain had five four men plus Piers Morgan and Susanna who just sits there bless her like I'm not going to say Susanna should have spoken up because that's putting the blame on a woman for the fact that there were five middle-aged or older white men discussing Meghan Markle. Gives me rage. Why is no one angry? How excited are you for the Oprah interview? Well, frankly, I need to know when it's going to be shown in the UK. Monday night, ITV. ITV bought the rights. Yeah. I'm very excited. (laughs) Our WhatsApp group will be on fire. I love Oprah, as we know. Did you know that? No, I'm not sure you did. Um, yes. So I'm... I'm surprised she's not a feel-good habit. Well, that's just goes without saying. She would be wallpaper. I could put my... Because I, I, I have the Oprah Best of DVD. 
Oh, sure. That wasn't available in the UK. I got someone to send it to me from the States and it's gone out of print now and it's fucking amazing and I love it. And it has all the surprises she did on it. She had the very first time they did like a celebrity surprise and a woman met Tom Cruise and oh, it's the best. And then you have the crying tape, which is people who were her friends and then they died. And it's like the best DVD ever. But I can tell you verbatim that will include Oprah talking to Megan about her truth. She'll say what I know for sure, which she always says, you know, she'll say your truth. Yeah, your truth will set you free. What I know for sure. And she'll ask Harry what his mother would think. Oh, Oprah will go there. I'm very excited. Very excited. Like if someone comes for Megan or Oprah, oh, I'm, I'll take them down. Like you can't come for Oprah. Are you mental? It's Oprah. Mm. She's a feel-good habit. And I'm twat from the, when it, yeah, when it got announced that they were doing it, the Royal Correspondent for the Express, pond scum, basically said something like, um, <laughs> basically said something like uh, an Oprah Winfrey known for her tabloid journalism. And I'm like, oh, so if Oprah's a tabloid journalist, what the fuck do you call yourself if you work for the Daily Express, you piece of shit? I mean, I went, like, don't come for Oprah. It's like coming for one of my kids. I'll go feral. That's the bit I'll put on social media and I'll tag Oprah to you going, don't come for Oprah. I'd be more polite if you said, my, you know, my daughter's a slag, your son's a knob. Like, I'd be like, well, that's really not true, is it? And you're a bit of a dick. Whereas you come for Oprah. Yeah. <laughs> you come for Oprah, like, the, the bun is coming down or going up, depending on what I have to do for a dramatic effect. I think bun up, earrings I'm, out. I'm adjusting my bra straps. I'm adjusting my bra straps. I'm putting my trainers on because you can get a better kick when you're not in bare feet and I'm always in bare feet. Are you? Yeah. No. Oh, yeah. We're in bare feet now, babe. I tell you... Why would you wear shoes? I don't wear shoes inside. I've got my socks on. But um, I recently bought... And I don't know whether you're going to be cross with me or you're going to be like, that's all right. Uh, maybe I bought a, a foot file, but not a, not a like a bladed one. Oh, I love a foot file. I've got the DM on sale one, though. Number one that I've had for ages is the best. No, 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 no. Not the one that you rub. It's got a blade. You bought a pop razor. Well, Ooh, be careful, you need to go too far. I saw something on TikTok and it was so satisfying, I thought I'd give it a go. And I am very, very careful. Yeah, but be remember, but remember, if you do it and your feet are damp, because people are like, oh, I'll soak my feet and it'll make it easier. You take off more than you would expect to. And you only realise you've taken off more than you expect to when it dries. Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I know that. Don't worry. And your, and your, your feet are bleeding. <laughs> no, I already grated my thumb this week. So... Oh, it was so bad. It was so bad. I was doing ginger and I properly like, <laughs> that was so bad. Oh, no, 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 no. You do it like this. You do it on here and you do it like this with your hands out like this. You don't hold it. You do it like no, this. No, I've even, it's, it's, I was in a moment of madness and I've even got a special Joseph Joseph uh, ginger grater, but I use my normal grater because wow. that was in the sink and I took a massive chunk out the side of my thumb. Well, then frankly, you get what you deserve. It was my own fault. Yeah, absolutely. I've got. I didn't even. I mean, I told Lindsay and said, "I've done a boo boo. Can you tell me it'll be all right?" And she she basically said, "Keep it clean." You're an idiot. And I said, "Well, I've sucked That's it and really put helpful. a plaster on it. Is that clean?" And she went, "Yep." Yeah. Okay, the same. It's the same. The same thing. It needed about fifteen minutes of pressure before thing. it stopped bleeding, but then it was fine. Oh my god! I know. What an idiot. I've never cut myself in the kitchen either, so I was very. I was more cross about that. There we go. Right. Excellent feel-good habits, my friend. Thanks, mate. I'm mindful of the clock because you're going to go live soon. I don't think I'm going to do it tonight. So I've got too much to do. I've got to go home base. Oh, God, that makes me really jealous. It's when the reality kicks and I'm like, I can't. I've got to go home base. Sorry, guys. I'll see you next week. It's almost like, you know, you have to have that fine line. I've done three nights in a row and it's not just like a 20-minute quick live. I do like an hour and a half. And it also means dinner and everything is sort of you know everyone waits for me obviously but I'm usually the one who's cooking so I, that all sort of waits and I just thought no I'm going to start my weekend on Thursday night I'm not going to go live I'm going to do home base otherwise Jim's going to bitch at me but it's fine I love a trip to a home base a and q anything anything where you can get some fairy lights some grout some drain unblocker plus plus also maybe a plant <laughs> like all yeah, plants and screw plants and screw bits like home depot if you're listening in the states like we're going to home depot do you know when i first went to america on my own in 1999 the summer i went to go and find Stephen tyler from aerosmith in lake sunnaby i uh came back with 
about $200 worth of Martha Stewart from Walmart. Oh. Bed linen, shower curtains a lot, because I was like, this, it was, I hadn't seen anything like it in this country. I was just like, I'm no. having it. Target, Target, as I like to call it, my home planet. Oh, I thought you were going to say Target. No, I could be in there for hours. Hours. Well, maybe in a few years. Go in there. When things are... Oh, we go together. Go together. Go shopping. Big Target, somewhere in upstate New York. Could you imagine? Yeah. Starbucks, yes, I can imagine. Starbucks on the go. Yeah. Driving a massive car, like a massive, a massive SUV, like massive. Tires bigger than our heads. It's going to happen. I'm going to, I was going to say I'm going to vision board it, but you know that's never going to happen. I'm just going to think about it. going happen. It's all here. It's filed. It's good. Us in Target. Right. Thanks for having me, mate. Well, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. And I just love chatting to you at any point in the day. And as I told Caroline listeners before we came, uh, started recording, I'm in a foul mood for no good reason, but this has perked me right up. <laughs> have you made your bed though? Every single morning. The first thing I do. Well, you're okay I then. Get out of bed. Okay, the wrong side which is where the windows are open the curtains and then samurai roll over and then start making it up making the bed oh yeah i do that i open up the whole house and yeah. i shut down the whole house like people will go to bed with the curtains open and the lights on i'm like who raised you and then i think god it was me well the only thing i didn't say when you said about turning on a tv in a hotel room when i first when i used to first travel for work i used to always sleep with the tv on in hotel rooms i used to find it quite comforting to have mtv cribs on all night mm I get that. Yeah. Totally. Don't like, didn't like being alone. Now I'm a bit more about put my eye mask on and maybe take some. Knock yourself out. Maybe take some Dwayne Reed sleeping tablets. <laughs> some nice Dwayne Reed over the counter. Pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals. <laughs> right, my friend, the links to Caroline and everything that we've discussed. Although I don't think there's much linkage in this episode. It's just good advice from our, from our lady hirons. So I'm. Um, bed linen, the- make your bed. Yeah, no, that's a really good one. I'll put all the links in the show notes and obviously where you can find, because I'm sure you're already following her, but this is where you can find her. But Caroline, thank you very much. Pleasure, babe. 